Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 4 What the leading world figures said about Prophet Muhammad when speaking about Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the importance of studying his biography, it is useful to note what the great minds in history said about him. In this chapter we will quote some leading figures who stood in awe at the magnificent personality of Allah's messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him, despite the fact that they did not convert to Islam. In their works they pointed at the truth recorded firmly in history. They held Muhammad in high esteem primarily because mankind achieved the highest level of moral and civilization progress owing to his deeds. Many authors admired him for this so much that they composed works about the exemplary personality of the Prophet peace be upon him. The selection that follows makes up just a small fraction of what such authors said about the Prophet's extraordinary qualities. I wanted to know the best of the life of one who holds today an undisputed sway over the hearts of millions of mankind. I became more than ever convinced that it was not the sword that won a place for Islam in those days in the scheme of life. It was the rigid simplicity, the utter self-effacement of the Prophet, the scrupulous regard for pledges, his intense devotions to his friends and followers, his intrepidity, his fearlessness, his absolute trust in God and in his own mission. These and not the sword carried everything before them and surmounted every obstacle. When I closed the second volume of the Prophet's biography, I was sorry there was not more for me to read of that great life. Michael H. Hart, U.S. Author my choice of Muhammad to lead a list of the world's most influential persons may surprise some readers and may be questioned by others, but he was the only man in history who was supremely successful on both the religious and secular levels. Muhammad played a far more important role in the development of Islam than Jesus did in the development of Christianity. Although Jesus was responsible for the main ethical and moral precepts of Christianity, insofar as these differed from Judaism, it was St. Paul who was the main developer of Christian theology, its principal proselytizer and the author of a large portion of the New Testament. Muhammad, however, was responsible for both the theology of Islam and its main ethical and moral principles. In addition, he played the key role in proselytizing the new faith and in establishing the religious practices of Islam. Furthermore, Muhammad, unlike Jesus, was a secular as well as religious leader. In fact, as the driving force behind the Arab conquests, he may well rank as the most influential political leader of all time. It is this unparalleled combination of secular and religious influence which I feel entitles Muhammad to be considered the most influential single figure in human history. Leo Tolstoy, Russian writer It suffices Muhammad for pride that he was able to rescue a humiliated and bloody people from the devil 
or blameworthy habits and open to them the way of development and progress. Islamic law will prevail in the world because it agrees with reason and wisdom. Alphonse de Lamartine, French writer and politician. If greatness of purpose, smallness of means, and astounding results are three criteria of human genius, who would dare compare any great man in modern history with Muhammad, the most famous men created arms, laws, and empires only. They found it, if anything at all, no more than material powers which often crumbled away before their eyes. These men moved not only armies, legislations, empires, peoples, dynasties, but millions of men in one-third of them inhabit world, and more than that, he moved the altars the gods, the religions, the ideas, the beliefs, and the souls. His life, his meditations, his heroic revealings against the superstitions of his country, and his boldness in defying the furies of idolatry, his firmness in enduring them for thirteen years at Mecca, his acceptance of the role of public scorn, and almost of being a victim of his fellow countrymen. All these, and finally his migration, his incessant preaching, his wars against odds, his faith in his success and his superhuman security in misfortune, his forbearance in victory, his ambition, which was entirely devoted to one idea, and in no manner striving for an empire, his endless prayers, his mystic conversations with God, his death and his triumph after death. All this attests not to an impostor, but to a firm conviction which gave him the power to restore a dogma. This dogma was twofold, the unity of God and the immateriality of God. The former telling what God is, the latter telling what God is not. Philosopher, orator, apostle, legislator, warrior, conqueror of ideas, restorer of rational dogma, of a cult without images the founder of twenty terrestrial empires and of one spiritual empire, that is Muhammad. As regards all standards by which human greatness may be measured, we may ask, is there any greatest man than he? William Montgomery Watt, Scottish historian. His readiness to undergo persecution for his beliefs, the high moral character, of the man who believed in him and looked up to him as a leader and the greatness of his ultimate achievement, all argue his fundamental integrity to suppose Muhammad an imposter raises more problems than it solves. Reginald Bosworth Smith, English author. Head of the state as well as of the church, he was Caesar and Pope in one. But he was Pope without the Pope's pretensions, and Caesar without the legions of Caesar, without a standing army, without a bodyguard, without a palace, without a fixed revenue. If ever any man had the right to say that he ruled by a right divine, it was Muhammad, for he had all the power without its instruments and without its supports. Edward Gibbon and Simon Oakley, 
British historian and British orientalist. It is not the propagation but the permanency of his religion that deserves our wonder. The same pure and perfect impression which he, Muhammad, engraved at Mecca and Medina is preserved after the revolutions of twelve centuries by the Indian, the African, and the Turkish chrysolites of the Quran. George Bernard Shaw, British Playwright The world is in the utmost need of a man with the mentality of Muhammad. I have always held the religion of Muhammad in high estimation because of its wonderful vitality. It is the only religion which appears to me to possess the assimilating capacity to changing phase of existence, which can make itself appeal to every age. If any religion had a chance of ruling over England, nay Europe, within the next hundred years, it could be Islam. The medieval ecclesiastics, either through ignorance or biogetry, painted Mohammedanism in the darkest colors. To them, Muhammad was antichrist, but I have studied his life and found him to be extraordinary. I have reached the conclusion that he was never an enemy to Christianity. He must be called the savior. He must be called the savior of humanity. I believe that if a man like him were to assume the dictatorship of modern world, he would succeed in solving its problems in a way that would bring it the much-needed peace and happiness. Annie Bizant, British Theosophist and Women's Rights Activist It is impossible for anyone who studies the life and character of the great prophet of Arabia, who knows how he taught and how he lived, to feel anything but reverence for that mighty prophet, one of the great messengers of the Supreme. And although, in what I now put you, I shall say things which may be familiar to many, yet I myself feel, whenever I reread them, a new way of admiration, a new sense of reverence to that mighty Arabian teacher. But do you mean to tell me that the man who in the full flush of youthful vigor, a young man of four and twenty, married a woman much his senior, and remained faithful to her for six and twenty years, at fifty years of age, when the passions are dying married for lust and sexual passion. Not thus our man's lives to be judged. And you look at the women whom he married, you will find that by every one of them an alliance was made for his people, or something was gained for his followers, or the woman was in sore need of protection.